Good morning, Oregon. It's Tuesday, June 28th. This is Savannah Edens with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Oregon's minimum wage rises again on July 1st, reaching $14.75 in the Portland area. What's really intriguing, though, is what could happen next year. Next month's increase is the last of seven wage hikes state lawmakers mandated in 2016, which steadily raised Oregon's hourly minimum from $9.25. To account for variations in the cost of living, the legislature set different rates for different parts of the state. In the Portland area, where the minimum wage is greatest, next month's increase establishes an hourly minimum that is 60% higher than it was before lawmakers acted six years ago. Oregon's minimum wage had changed very little from 2009 through 2015, and legislatures didn't want it to stagnate again. So their 2016 bill mandated annual adjustments, beginning in 2023, tied to the rate of inflation. And here's where things get interesting. Inflation was cool when the legislature passed that bill, and each of the initial wage increases was greater, in percentage terms, than the rate of inflation. This year, though, Minimum wage workers are getting a 5.4% raise in the Portland area, which is much less than the rate of inflation. The latest federal numbers put inflation at 8.6% annual. If that rate keeps up, the minimum wage in the Portland area would hit $16 an hour in July 2023, next year. We don't know what the actual increase will be until next spring. It's based on the inflation rate from March 2022 through March 2023, and it's anyone's guess how fast prices will rise over the next several months. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates in hopes of containing prices. Abortions in Oregon have been falling for 30 years, but will the end of Roe v. Wade change that? Oregon clinics are preparing for an uptick in abortions administered to out-of-state residents in the wake of last week's U.S. Supreme Court decision, with the potential to halt a downward overall statewide trend more than 30 years in the making. Annual abortions in Oregon among residents and non-residents have fallen from about 14,000 in 1989 to fewer than 7,000 in recent years, according to state data. But healthcare providers say residents from places like Idaho and other states where abortion restrictions become legal may turn in greater numbers to Oregon for medical services. It's unclear how many more out-of-state residents that would be or if the volume would reverse decades of declines. People living outside Oregon's borders only account for about 10% of the state's abortion rate, according to state data from the past five years. The Supreme Court on Friday overturned the constitutional right to abortion effectively established in 1973 under Roe v. Wade, with the new ruling allowing states to set laws banning the procedure. Oregon is one of 16 states, plus the District of Columbia, that has laws protecting individual rights to abortion. Anne Udall, president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of the Columbia Willamette, said local clinics had already seen an uptick in abortions among people living elsewhere in the nine months since Texas passed Senate Bill 8, prohibiting abortions after the detection of embryonic 
cardiac activity. Planned Parenthood administers about half of all abortions in Oregon. About 70% of those are done by prescriptive medications, which involve taking two pills. Planned Parenthood expects to open a new location in the eastern Oregon city of Ontario that could more easily serve people living in Idaho. Udall said Oregon's comprehensive sexual reproductive health care and robust laws around including sex education in school curriculums could play a large role in educating and helping people understand their choices, perhaps one of the factors behind the overall downward trend in the state. Meanwhile, Planned Parenthood operations in Idaho have been preparing for abortion restrictions after a clinic in Boise already closed. The overturning of Roe v. Wade triggers a 2020 Idaho law banning all abortions except in cases of reported rape or incest, or to protect the mother's life. That means the nearest providers in Idaho's largest metro area are now in Walla Walla, Washington, and Bend. The planned Ontario clinic is about 56 miles from Boise. One study suggests Oregon would be the closest location for 230,000 women in Idaho between the ages of 15 and 49. A former Oregon personal injury lawyer who prosecutors say stole more than $3.4 million from her clients over nearly a decade pleaded guilty Monday to seven federal charges in what the state bar has called the worst fraud by a single lawyer in the state's history. Lori E. Devaney, who will turn 57 on Wednesday, pleaded guilty to mail fraud, wire fraud, bank fraud, two counts of aggravated identity theft, money laundering, and filing a false income tax return from 2012. Devaney relinquished her Oregon law license in May 2018. Prosecutors will seek a sentence of 10 years and one month for Devaney. Under the plea deal, she can ask for no less than a five-year prison term. Federal prosecutors say Devaney stole money she held in trust for her clients and used it to pay off credit card debt and loans and to support a lavish lifestyle. The expenses included big game hunting trips to Africa, taxidermy costs for big game hunting trophies resulting from those trips, other vacations, her husband's photography business, home remodeling, and expensive cigars, according to investigators from the Internal Revenue Service and the FBI. The money came from insurance proceeds that were supposed to be paid to her clients from April 2011 through May 2018. And of course, it's not summer in Portland until the pianos hit the streets. The 10th year of Piano Push Play, Portland's outdoor art piano project, kicks off this Friday with a concert in Pioneer Courthouse Square, featuring 10 painted pianos. The following day, the pianos will be placed in public spaces across the city, where anyone can sit down and make music. Piano Push Play is the creation of Megan McGeorge, and it started with a single, unpainted piano. Back in 2011, when McGeorge was a theater and music student at Portland State University, she saw a cellist busking at the corner of Southwest 13th and West Burnside. And how hard would it be, really, to put a piano on the street, she thought. McGeorge approached the Portland Piano Company, which at the time was just a few blocks away in the Pearl District. She asked if she could borrow a piano and play it on the street corner. The company loved the idea, and employees mounted a piano on a dolly. The rest is history. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.